2: Welcome to the program. Live Mike is what we call it. I'm Lee Lonsberry. This is episode 24. That's pretty good. Quarter of the way to 100 almost on Tuesday, uh, Monday or Tuesday. Next week we'll be back. Uh, listen, I want to talk to you about a number of things today. We're going to kick the show off with a gun story and then we're going to move on to a clean air story and then we're going to talk about the rules Governing the ability for reporters to cover this impeachment trial. A friend of mine, uh, who used to work here at KSL, Natalie's her name, she is now a reporter with the Wall Street Journal. Her beat, as they call it, is to cover Congress. She uh, has spent the past number of years roaming the halls of Congress, chasing down senators. As you comb through all the coverage over the past few weeks and you see a big gaggle of reporters tra- uh, tracking down someone, a a member of the Senate uh, or one of these House managers or anyone relevant to this impeachment story and you see a snapshot uh, on the front page of some kind of paper covering the story, Uh, there's a high likelihood you will have seen uh, in Natalie's picture there. She's going to join us just after one o'clock and tell us about these new, incredibly restrictive rules put in place by the Senate Sergeant at Arms as well as the Capitol Police Department. Uh, And uh, it's there are folks that say Uh, You know, the folks putting these rules in place argue that they are very much necessary for the safety of not only the process of this impeachment trial and for the chambers in which that trial will take place, but also the senators who are adjudicating this trial. Also in attendance will, of course, every day be Chief Justice John Roberts. There are a lot of uh, VIPs in there. But, you know, there are a lot of VIPs in there every day. And so we'll talk to Natalie and get her perspective on this and see how these new rules may impact her job and the job of the other reporters tasked with uh, writing the first draft of history. And this is an important little sliver of history. And it will be, uh, anyway, fascinating to see and to hear from Natalie. That's later on. We're also going to speak to, and this is kind of funny, uh, I'm, I'm sorry to, I don't mean to make light of what happened to these folks this morning, but let me... I'm reaching over my shoulder trying to get a press release. We get a lot of those press releases here, uh, in the, in the newsroom. And this morning I got, uh, maybe the shortest one I've received in a long, long time. And it has to do with, uh, a, a protest or a rally rather. Oh, here it is. I've got it. So I feel, I feel bad. This feels like it's the setup to some kind of joke. I, I promise it's not. Uh, uh, but here's the press release I received this morning. It said, good morning. Due to the severe weather, Today's climate and clean air rally has been canceled. It was the weather, uh, the climate, uh, that brought down the climate rally today. I thought that was funny. It caught my attention uh, as a little quirky and odd. Anyway, I felt bad for those folks. Um, I'm not really sure. I don't know about the science and all that, but I wanted to, uh, just knowing they put a lot of effort and time into putting this whole thing together, we're going to speak to the organizer of that rally, uh, let him have an opportunity to talk to you and share with you what he had intended to share at the rally today that was, uh, again, about the climate, uh, about the weather uh, but it was brought down because of the inclement weather as uh, as we woke up this morning. It looks all right now. If you look outside, uh, the the sun's not quite out, but the roads certainly look a lot clearer than they did earlier. Uh, first segment, I want to talk to you about guns. Very briefly, I want to tell you a personal story. And then I'm going to go into this uh, topic. Uh, a number of years ago, I was traveling with my wife. And uh, I'm a, I've am told you this before. I'm a Second Amendment enthusiast. I enjoy the, the hobbies uh, of target shooting and gunsmithing a little bit uh, and hunting. And I uh, so, you know, from time to time, I'll go to the shooting range. Um, and I'll tinker around with uh, my own firearms. And anyway, I, I enjoy it as a hobby. Um, well, my wife and I had been to the shooting range. And I have a, one of those things called a speed loader. Do you know how revolvers work? There's the, the cylinder there, and inside the, that larger cylinder, there are a number of uh, little bore holes cut for each of the, uh, the rounds to be fed in. Well, a speed loader is something where, aside from the gun, you put all of the bullets in there. And then when you want to load the revolver quickly, you open the cylinder of the revolver with the speed loader, which holds all the bullets uh, arranged just as they should uh, to be fed into the the revolver, uh, into the cylinder. You place them in there, turn a knob, they all drop in, you slam the uh, revolver shut, and you're reloaded quickly. A speed loader. That is something that uh, when you go to the range, sometimes for me at least, I'll have one loaded and in my pocket or in my jacket pocket. Well, on this day, my wife uh, was with me, and I asked her for a moment to hold on to one of these speed loaders, and she set it in her purse. We went about the rest of the day. We cleaned up our firearms, took them home, cleaned them, put them away in the safe. And, uh, and then it was maybe some weeks later, we were traveling. And we went to the airport and we pulled out our IDs and we took our shoes off and uh, took our belts off and set them up on the conveyor belt, which takes it through the scanner. And you know what? We had forgotten to remove that speed loader from my wife's purse. And the TSA... Uh, officer there said, uh, excuse me, could you two come have a conversation with me? And he let us know the, what uh, what our, was our oversight. And very luckily, uh, there we were able to just dis- dispose of them right there and go along our way. But it served for me as uh, a, a harsh reminder of the seriousness with which we must take uh, our firearms. If we are going to, you know, engage in the hobby uh, that I do have, of target shooting or hunting, uh, or if we view it in a way that's uh, more ideological, uh, bearing arms uh, to, you know, to defend ourselves against tyranny, whatever your motivation may be, if you are going to be a, a Second Amendment person, if you're going to uh, engage in this hobby of uh, handling and operating firearms, you got to do so responsibly. And why uh, did I tell that story? It's because I read a, a headline. Um. That made me think of it, and it is that in 2019, the TSA detained a record number of individuals trying to pass through uh, airports with firearms. More guns were found and detained from passengers uh, or in carry-on bags at the airport security checkpoints across the United States in 2019 than had ever been recorded in TSA history. Uh, throughout the course of the year, there were over 4,400 firearms uh, picked up at the checkpoints. That's a 5% increase from uh, 2018 and This is astounding. Of all of those weapons that were found in folks' luggage, 87% of them were loaded, and uh, almost half of them had a round in the chamber. Now, I understand the oversight. I do not condone it by any means. Let me explain what I think happened in most of these cases. It's folks who are concealed carry people, and they are in a habit of having their firearm either on their person or in their briefcase or purse uh, all the time. and because Uh, You know, maybe going to the airport was outside of their routine. It didn't occur to them and they found themselves in this circumstance. That is no excuse. We must be absolutely 100% aware of the whereabouts of our firearms and the condition uh, of them at all times. To take a, an airport undeclared to the airport is a terrible, terrible thing. And if it comes by way of oversight, uh, that's an even worse thing. Now, there are ways to travel with firearms through airports safely. I've done it a, a number of times. You take it up to the the desk and you say, I would like to declare the, the ticket desk, uh, whichever airline you're using. You say, I'd like to declare a firearm. Uh, they'll take a look at it, drop a, a little red tag in there. You'll shut it into a hard case and then lock it with some locks that have to be approved by the TSA. And then it's tucked into your checked luggage, they take custody of it, and you pick it up at your destination. It is as simple as that. So there are ways to do this uh, safely. And uh, the point that I would drive home is uh, if you are traveling or if you are doing anything... If you are one uh, that engages in the, the use and operation and enjoyment of firearms, you must do so safely. You must be responsible. There are uh, too many other reasons to criticize uh, firearms right now. Let's uh, not, through our irresponsibility, uh, add fuel to the fire. Next up, we're talking about clean air here on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL Radio.
0: A gun in the face.